Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday at 7.30, and it's Off the Record with Randall, the show where we talk with barbecue guys, stock market guys. We talk to bourbon guys, and we talk to my favorite guest, the 10. I I keep forgetting to give you that extra year. My friend, the 10-year-old baseball expert, Ray Ray. Welcome back, Ray Ray. Thank you. Been a lot happened since uh, you last got to be on the show. We're a quarter ways through the baseball season. It seems uh, almost impossible, but that we're a quarter way into the season. And uh, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying it. With what? what definitely uh, seeing a lot more different stuff. What has been your favorite part of the season up to now? And I'm talking about the Major League Baseball season, not your season. I know. Which uh, which we'll get into later. What's been your favorite part of the season to this point? Um, that's really tough. There's a lot of that's. There's a lot that's been happening. Well, I have a feeling we're going to talk about a certain third baseman from the Cubs. That's going to be high on your favorite things that's happened this yeah, year. Yeah, that's going to be high. I, I think that third baseman's going to be pretty high. Yeah, yeah. You called yeah. that before the season started, didn't you? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into our agenda. We talked a little bit beforehand and got it laid out. And uh, we've got a lot to get through in 45 minutes. And let's see if we can get through it all. But let's start out on the West Coast, Ray Ray where the California Angels, after nine years, left Albert Pujols just walk away with his $20 million, and he walked across town inside with the Dodgers. Most of the press, you know, baseball writers, were not thrilled to see Pujols go to the Dodgers. What's your take on Pujols with the Dodgers, and do you think he adds anything to the Dodgers? Um, first of all, I think it kind it kind of does because Muncie can't hit lefties, so and Pujols can. Right. But he's probably just going to be platooned. And second of all, he said he wanted um, a full time. He wanted to play full time instead of platooning, and then he goes to sign with the Dodgers. So I think that's kind of interesting that he signed to the Dodgers. You're right. That was going to be a, co- a question I asked you. Do you? think he was more willing to platoon in L.A. with the Dodgers, knowing that he's got a real chance to win that third World Series. The Angels have got great players, but they're nowhere near winning a World Series. Does does the fact that the Dodgers are defending world champion change that platoon situation in his mind? Um, It probably does. Just because... Um I mean, if Pujols is going to sign with the Dodgers, that team's already stacked, and he's probably going to win another ring, in my in my opinion. Okay. Um, how about his leadership? What does it mean to have Albert Pujols as in your clubhouse every day? Um, you got to think that's uh, it's a real plus for the Dodgers to have that leadership. Yes, it, it definitely is, and especially he he's an He's had experience in the league, and he's done really well. And he could probably give some like advice to everybody in the clubhouse and all that. So I think that that's a big plus. Uh, also, he's a proven winner, too. He's won World Series. Uh, and, and we're going to take a little more time and recognize all the folks saying hi to you. Nana said hi, Ray Ray, and she loves you. Which one was it? Uh, Tammy C. Tammy, Ka- Tammy Carico. Yeah. Do you want to say hi to Nana or anything? Hello, Nana. Thank you for watching. <laughs> yes, thank you, Nana, for watching. We appreciate all likes. We appreciate all watchers. Please follow us at River City Media here and on YouTube and on Twitter at River City Media 3. Um, Ray Ray, I think I think that this really helps the Dodgers. And then we talked about it on my baseball show on Thursday nights with my friend Philip Chaplin. 
and we came down to the conclusion that what the Dodgers did was make a super player out of an aging Pojos and now a good Mike Muncy. Do you see it that way that they've got, when they pitch a lefty, you're going to face Pujols. Pitch a righty, you're going to see Muncy. It's a dangerous combo, don't you think? Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, Casey Richards said, oh, my God, I'm so proud. Hey, Ray Ray, awesome job, buddy. And, uh, of course, Janet Stafford. Hey, Ray, so excited to see you. So you got a, you got a, you got a legion of fans out there, buddy. I know. <laughs> That's because you're popular. Uh, so to finish up on the Dodgers, does this change your prediction? Are you now saying the Dodgers are the prohibited favorites to win the World Series? Yeah, I, I think it. I think it's basically over for any other team because the Dodgers are stacked. And then they get a veteran like Albert Pujols, and he can give leadership to that team. So I think I think it's over for any other team than the Dodgers. Well, uh, that's spoken like a true baseball man, and uh, I, I I agree with you, Ray Ray. So let's move on to our next subject. We've got to get through, and we said we were going to talk about. Got your notes ready, buddy? Because I'm yeah. Got, I gotta get mine. Y'all, Ray Ray was more prepared than I was. He had his notes. The next subject we're gonna go to again with the Los Angeles Angels. Part of the reason I think the Angels moved on from pool host, Shohei Atani, Ray Ray. They've not been anybody. I'm a lot older than you. They've not been a dual combo pitcher outfielder as good as Shohei in my time. Tell me about Shohei Atani. And on the same thing, while you're telling us about him, if you were the manager of the Angels, what would you have him doing? Well, I'd, I'd definitely have him hitting and pitching just because he's shown that he can definitely do both. And I, I got stuff to prove it here. I'm going to read it off. Read off all the stuff that he's done this year. Okay. Crazy. 268 batting average, 319 on base percentage, a 619 slugging, 14 home runs, 35 RBIs, and a 151 OPS plus. Wow. <laughs> and so, that's just one side of the story. Then you've got pitching. Oh well, lay us up. We got to hear those too. A two point three seven ERA, forty five strikeouts, one point two five three WHIP. He's one and zero on the win and loss record, and a one eighty seven ERA plus. So, Ray Ray's the manager. Every fifth day, do you run Shohei out there as a pitcher? Yes. Do you pick – how about every other day in between? Do you have him DHing, playing first in the outfield, or do you just – do you think DH is the best spot so it doesn't wear him out so much? Um, I think he should pitch one out of five days like a normal starter, but then in the other four days he should probably be hitting. Do you think that's um, – do you think it's – what would be your plan? Would you have him DH some days and play a little outfield? You know, uh, not not too much on his body, because you got to think he's already been a full time pitcher. Yeah. Um, do you like him as an outfielder? He's a pretty good outfielder, isn't he? Yeah, he's got a cannon, and whenever he plays right field, he's got a really hard throwing arm at the mound. So he's probably going to have a hard throwing arm in right field. Right. Now I'm going to go off script a little bit. You're 10, and you play minor uh, – but what, what league is it called that you played in? Recreation ball. Okay, you play rec ball. And how popular is Shohei Atani with your um, teammates? Is he the guy that everybody's trying to collect their baseball card? 
is he is he super popular or eh, okay popular? Well, we don't we don't really talk about other major league players in the dugout, but like, I mean that that's probably like a big town player. So, I mean sometimes they do. So when if you had a good one in practice, nobody ever goes look Shohei. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, do, does your teammates do 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 you all ever in between games talk about Major League Baseball? Or I mean, just... sometimes, but like, mm-hmm. uh, not really. Okay. Uh, we have uh, Vivian. Uh, is watching Erica. now. Yeah, and Linda saying hi to Ray Ray. All right, Ray Ray. If you were going to an Angels game, would you be more excited to see Shohei play or Mike Trout? Oh my God, that, that's tough. Um, if if Shohei was hitting and pitching, probably Shohei because no one else does that. But then Mike Trout just just hits home runs every day. So, like, probably Shohei because it's he's one one of a kind player. Right. Uh, have you um, have you been? Do you watch Shohei when he's on TV most of the time? Yeah. Okay. All right. One last question about Shohei, and then we'll move on. Do do you? How much should us as average baseball fans take that Shohei was so good in Japan and then comes to America and is so good? And before your time, you know, you've probably heard of Ichiru and some other the guys. Japanese players are really making a a statement in America. Do you think it's fun to watch these players from other countries play in the MLB? Yeah, it, it's really fun to watch what they can do because, like, baseball in Japan is a little bit different, like, in terms of, like, what – like, not really, like, the rules, but, like, how they play the game. Like, well, like say, like, Americans usually have, a like, an uppercut swing, but then, but then you got Japanese players that cut through the ball. Yeah, yeah, it's really a different swing. Uh, and I've heard it compared to if you watch Shohei swings, it almost looks like someone swinging a sword or something that is just really level and he squares up on the ball. Uh, you being a, a pretty good hitter yourself, when you're really level like that and you square up on it, what happens to the ball, man? It goes far. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Oh, I gotta say. And, and hard too, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, when do you ever watch a major leaguer like Shohei and go, uh, see, when I was a kid your age, one of my favorite things, and I wouldn't do it in a game, but when me and my friends would be playing around before and after games, we'd try to swing like major league players. And I was actually outside the other day and tried to swing like Shohei just throwing the ball, a tennis ball up in the air. And I couldn't hit the ball. It is incredible just how level and even everything he swings is. Have you ever tried to swing like that way and in practice or just around the house having fun? Yeah, I, I've definitely tried doing that. Um, I usually, like, sometimes I go in the backyard and just try to do, like, some of these weird stances in the MLB. Yeah, yeah. Like, like some of them are weird. They are crazy, and how they hit the baseball, I don't know, but it's absolutely crazy. All right, we're going to kind of stay on Shohei, but we're going to move on to the next question. One of the things we discussed in getting ready for the show is we're a quarter way through the season. The biggest award given each year in Major League Baseball is to the MVP. Last year, of course, Atlanta Freddie Freeman won the National League MVP which was a huge deal. Well, let's start in the American League. We've already talked about him quite a bit, 
but the recently the baseball writers of America released their top three, which had the leading vote getters. If this was the end of the season, that being in the American league, Shoei, Vlad jr. And JD Martinez. If Ray Ray had a vote for the, for the MVP, what would you do, Ray Ray? Um, that's kind of tough because Shohei can pitch and hit, but these hitters are better than Shohei. But Shohei can do both. Right. Um, I'm either going Vlad or Shohei. Vlad is just destroying the ball this year. So tell everybody, Vlad is a, a third baseman, first baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. I think this is his third year in the major leagues. He's the son of a very famous Vladimir Guerrero, a great hitter in the major leagues. And he really has had a breakout year so far. He's, as you said, destroying the ball. Is, is, is Vlad, if it was just all about hitting, would Vlad be the guy? Yeah, he would, he would because he wins in OPS plus he has a better batting average. That doesn't really matter, but he still, he has better batting average way higher OP, o, OBP and it has a higher slugging by so, a pretty big margin. So right now, Vlad Jr. has had 15 home runs, which tied for the major league lead with somebody we'll talk about from Atlanta, Acuna. Also 39 RBIs, one stolen base. But I'm telling you where he's really improved He's hitting 333 and leading the major leagues in slugging percentage and OPS at 1.104. Boy, that's a close competition when you talk about both sides of Shohei. Um, I think I'm going to go with... Um, Drum roll. Shohei. 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 I think I would go Shohei too. But now, let me ask you about J.D. Martinez because in our opening before we went on the air, we talked about him. And your big issue with J.D. Martinez was his – frankly, he plays very bad defense, does he not? He does. He definitely does. And that, to you, that subtracts from his MVP candidacy. A little bit, but it doesn't really matter if you're DHing in the AL and you're hitting like 330. Like, not exactly, but he's around like 300. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, your vote Shohei Atani, Vlad Guerrero, JD Martinez on May 25th, 2001. And we'll come back to that about every month and see if you've changed your vote. Uh, well, at the end of June, we'll have another show and discuss the same thing. Is that cool? Yes. <laughs> All right. Over to the National League. And it, no, it wouldn't, it won't break my heart if you say Ronald Acuna hit in the MVP, but you know I'm going to vote for him as the MVP. Okay. <laughs> right now, our top three vote getters are, not surprisingly, Ronald Acuna from the Atlanta Braves, Fernando Tatis from the San Diego Padres, and surprisingly third place is Jacob DeGrom, pitcher from the New York Mets. First of all, do you think a pitcher can win the MVP? Um, well, if he's good enough, which Jacob DeGrom has definitely shown that he's Good enough. I mean, he could seriously win it if he keeps up the pace he's on right now. All right. Um, so he's an older player, so everybody should be familiar with the Grom. But Tatis now, this is his what second, third year in the major leagues, and he's already an MVP candidate. Tell us a little bit about Fernando Tatis. And he plays good defense for a shortstop, too. Yes plays has phenomenal defense and is 
as Vlad Jr. He's killing the ball. Um, but one of the interesting things about him at the time I'm I wrote this, he has a seven twenty seven slugging percentage. That's very. That's a very high slugging percentage. Seven twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's 22 years old, and right now his key stats, let's run through them a little bit, 13 home runs, 26 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, which leads the National League. He, he fell to 721. Wow, slugging percentage. And 1,090 OPS. Well, that's, that's, that's pretty good stats right there, isn't it? Yes. And his OPS plus at the time I'm writing this is 210. Oh, wow. And the average is 100. So does the fact that he missed part of the, Oh, well, let's catch up on some highs for Ray Ray. We've got, I think we've already done Linda Kara. You have to say that name for me, buddy. Erica? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, then Tim Stafford? Yeah. I think he's, He's our Red Sox fan, is he not? No, he's not. Chris oh. Barker is. All right. And then looks like your can Ray show us a few of his different stance. Let's get to that real fast. We'll take a second. Show us a couple of your stances. When like you're hitting. The okay. Yeah. Can I find a bat in here? I'm gonna find I'm gonna find one. Okay, go find one. We'll we'll take a okay. take a there's, there's one All right, everybody. We'll get back to the National League discussion in a minute. Uh, but Ray's going to show us a couple of his different batting stances. Again, I appreciate everybody tuning in, showing this young man his attention. He is a great young man. I was bragging on you. I'm glad you didn't hear me. All right. Show us okay. your basic Ray Ray stance where you're getting into the paint. Play. Oh, wait, a minute. wait a minute. I need, I need to put – actually, can I, can I just – how am I, I going to do this? Uh, just – Come unplug and just show us. Okay, I, I'm gonna take these out okay. just so I can show you it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now that's that's Ray Ray's normal stance, is it not? Okay. Now he's gonna switch lefty for us, folks. And I think he's been hitting better lefty this year than he has Roddy. That was a uh, that was your normal Ray Ray stance, was it not? It was. All right, and you've got uh, Jenny Paradise said, "Hey, Ray Ray, Braves fan." And then uh, Travis and Jessica Evans said, hey, Ray, right? And Joni Barker, Barker said, hey, Ray, right? And Janet Stafford again. Awesome, Ray, Ray. We love you, Aunt Jan Janet. So uh, back to the National League. Uh, Acuna compared to Tatis. Katuna, Katuna, Acuna has 15 home runs, 31 RBIs. Six stolen bases, and he's hitting 276. OPS of 1,001 or 101, and slugging of 622. That's yeah, that's, very, that's exactly what I got on the paper right now. All right, so that's very close, is it not? It, it is. Tatis has a higher batting average. He has a he has higher slugging, but Acuna has more home runs and RBI, which I'm surprised by that because he's in the leadoff spot. Correct. Does it hurt Tatisa's candidacy that he's missed so much? I mean, he missed a couple of weeks with an injured shoulder. Would that change your, your vote because Acuna's played in 15 more games than he has? Um, not not really, because he's putting up similar stats, and Tatis hasn't even played the same amount of games, and they're up to par. Good so, like, point. 
So like, if Titis had a full, if he had, if he had the same games as Acuna, I'd think Titis had, had would have numbers above him. All right. Just to be fair, before you cast your vote, I want to throw out Jacob Degrom's stats. Yeah, th- these are ridiculous. By the way, <laughs> Peggy Thacker said hello, Jake. Ah, right, right. All right. Do you have do you have the Grom stats in front of you? Yeah, they're they're nuts. Read them, read them out to us. He has a .68 ERA, sixty five strikeouts, a .6 WHIP, three and two win loss because the Mets can't get get him runs, and an ERA plus of drum roll please. Five hundred and seventy-four. Wow! Wow! And the average is a hundred. Uh, how does he ever lose a game? The Mets are so bad for him to ever lose. <laughs> you, you give up a half a run every eighteen innings, and I think you said he was three and two. Yeah, he's three and two. The Mets can't give him runs. <laughs> is he the best pitcher in the baseball now? Yeah, I think he is. He has been for the last three, four years, in my opinion. So he is clearly the MVP at this. I mean, the uh, Cy Young winner at this point. Yes. But is he the MVP? Um, I mean, he's come pretty darn close. But if you're a person that only does – like does baseball one out of five days and you got these guys that are playing every single day. I don't know. I don't think you could come up to par with that. So I don't think it's going to be DeGrom, even though his numbers are just disgusting. So vote them out for me one time. And and we'll, we'll come back to this next month. So let's see where you're at today. Okay. I got Tatis at one. Acuna at two. And DeGrom at three. Wow. I have I, I have Tatis at one, even though I'm a Kuna fan. I just think what Tatis has done so far. And he did miss two weeks, and his stats are as good as, as a Kuna. I have, and plus the Padres playing a little better than the Braves. I think right now I'd give it to Tatis too. And I'm not sure I wouldn't vote Jacob DeGrom second, then Acuna. But um, there's still a lot of season to go. I know. But on to the next subject. And this one is going to be – let me give you some shout-outs here. Uh, I've got Peggy Thacker. And, again, Jenny pa- Paradise is, is giving you your drum roll, buddy. I didn't know there was a drum. She made a drum emoji there. At the beginning of the season, in the first show I, I had you do with me, well, it's actually the second show we'd done together, but the first one on the River City Network, I said, go make a list of what you thought what the Cubs would do this year. And I'll be honest with you. And this is Randall being totally honest with Ray Ray. When I had you do that, and you said you thought Chris Bryant was going to hit 280 and 30 bombs and play great defense. I got off that night and I was like, ah, he's a kid. He don't know anything. I didn't think it was possible. So right now, Chris Bryant is on pace to exceed what you even said that night. Tell us about Chris Bryant's great turnaround. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, Chris Bryant's stats that I wrote up yesterday, 312 batting average, a 406 on base percentage, 604 slugging, 10 homers, 28 RBIs, and a 180 OPS plus. And after last year where he had... An awful um, year. (laughs) Just last year, he hit... um, Four home runs, 11 RBIs, and hit 206. What do you think, well, besides the fact, a great player don't like to be embarrassed. Uh, if you go up to the plate and strike out, 
when you come up next time, you have a little more. Well, I'm going to get a hit now. Can you imagine Chris Bryant after the last year, how he must have worked in the offseason? Yeah, he probably worked really hard. But the, the thing that I think made him kind of, that made him not as good is the 60-game schedule. I think that's one part of why he was terrible in 60 games. But it's a very small, small sample size of a year. So, like, it didn't really matter to me. It kind of did, but it kind of didn't. Right. So I, I thought he was going to bounce back, and so far he has. Do you think Chris Bryant is – and how old is Chris Bryant? Um, 29. 29. He's 29, just in his prom. Early in the year, there was talk about my Braves going and getting Chris Bryant. They've been talking about other teams trading for Chris Bryant. He made $18 million this year, but his contract's almost up. Do the Cubs have to re-sign Chris Bryant at this point? Um, I think they will. I think they definitely will. But if, like, if they don't give him enough money that he wants – He's probably going to go to another team. Right. So I hope I hope the Cubs don't go Indians like the Cleveland Indians. I hope they don't go like that where they're super cheap. Right, and, and of course the Indians shipped off Frendor, uh, uh, Francisco Lindor, Lindor, and Carrasco to the Mets. And uh, that's got to if you're an Indians fan, is that not got to be just heartbreaking for you to give up? Two of your best players because you can't pay them. I know that that's just sad. Even the, they have the money, but they don't spend it. Correct. So uh, you're a huge Cubs fan. If we couldn't guess, um, who do you build the Cubs around in the future? Is it Chris Bryant and who? Who, who do I build around, Chris Bryant? Yeah. Um, I'd definitely get some better pitching and trade it for the prospects they have. I'd, I'd get some really good pitching. Do you think – well, go ahead. Their, their offense is already stacked. So, you don't really have to worry about that unless they go to a different team. And they need to get better pitching because their pitching is awful. <laughs> so – when you're – if you're the Cubs, let's look at catcher. Do you still think Wilson Contreras has – is he still at the top of his game? Well, he, is, he definitely isn't at the top of his game right now in the 2021 season. But I think he's going to bounce back. He's not going to have as good as a year as he usually has. But I think he – I don't think he's going to do this bad this long. And, of course, Baez is elite. So, the Cubs are probably a couple years away, don't you think? Yes. Who have you been pleasantly surprised by other than Bryant on the Cubs this year? Um, let's see. I'm surprised how bad Jock, Jock Peterson has been. Really? Big, big signing that's not played well. I know, but he did really good in spring training, so that kind of gave me hope, but then he just completely fell off. How about how about the relief pitching? It's been pretty good at times and bad at times. Yeah, the only person they really have in there is Craig Kimbrell, which he's been wiped out this year. Right. All right, Ray Ray. Let's move on, and we got about 15 more minutes. Let's talk about your season. So I'm going to give you um, some praise here. And it's not just because you're my friend. But it seemed like you started the year kind of unsure of yourself. Uh, and But as you went through the year, your confidence grew. Uh, hey, you got some haze from Elliot Smith. Uh, if you want to give Elliot a hello. Hello. And... Uh, <laughs> You've, uh, 
I've seen that um, you really feel more confident now than you have in the past. What do you think has built your confidence? Um, so in the first half of the year, whenever I was like not doing it, I didn't have really much confidence. I, I didn't really swing. Cause I thought because I thought the balls were like they were like down here, and then I didn't think they were strikes and they were called strikes. So my dad told me to swing and try to hit lefty. So I did, and and that's whenever things started turning around. So if you watch a lot of Major League Baseball, the string, the swing, strike, swing, strike zone. It's different in a little league like where you're playing at right now. And some of that's because the umps are going to give the kids a little more leeway. So once you adjust it to that high pitch, I thought you got where you liked hitting it. Do you like them up in the high, uh, up in your chest now? Um, you- I, I like it. I don't like it in. I don't like it out. I like it just right down the middle of the plate. I, I don't care if it's low or it's high. I just want it on the plate. And I'll okay. swing at it. And I'm going to try to hit it. So. so what if somebody's throwing you inside? Do you ever step back in the batter's box? Um, um, sometimes. But um, if, if I back in – on the what if I back in mm-hmm. then the ump may call it a ball because he because he may think it's close so I can kind of get it free I can kind of get three balls right there okay do you ever do you get different umps every night or is it kind of the same umps that ump your games um sometimes it's different sometimes it's just completely the same throughout like a month okay well if you have the same up do you do you just try to remember what he did last time yeah i i kind of try to remember like what he called balls what he called strikes like does he like calling them outside does he like calling them inside does he like calling them low or high i'm trying to kind of remember that so I can remember the swing at those pitches, just so he won't call them strikes or anything. I just want to, I'm just gonna hit the ball if if he thinks if it's like a bogus call, I'm just gonna swing. So when you're catching, does that help you? So if you come out and catch the first inning, does that help you define the strike zone? So when you go up to hitting, you know, hey, he called that way outside a strike. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely helps me. While I'm catching, uh-huh. um, I can kind of find out what the zone looks like. Like, again, if he likes it inside, outside, up, down, I could kind of figure it out. But sometimes I kind of frame it. So I could catch it and then I put it over here. Yeah. I, I do that sometimes just so I can get the called strike. Because, like, it's way out here and then I can go, I guess. <laughs> Uh, you got some shout-outs from Travis and Jessica Evans and Nancy Craft Long. Uh, Ray, do you um, – you said when we were talking offline that you needed to work on being less hyped when you catch. Yeah. Um, I have it on the paper right here. And uh-huh. it says usually whenever I'm playing a playing – a, like a baseball game early in the morning, I usually get a really, like, pretty good adrenaline rush. Hold on. Blood there's, sugar. There's, there's this important lady that said, Ray Ray, you're rotten. And her name is Stephanie Marie Ratliff. So, <laughs> I, you know what? When she speaks, you have to listen. I know. Give a shout out to your mom and dad. I'm giving a shout out to everybody in my family. Yeah. I don't care if you're my, um, like, my 1,000th cousin getting a shout-out. All right. <laughs> so, uh, back to being overhyped when you catch. Um, yeah, usually a game in early in the morning. I get really high because of the adrenaline rush. And then it takes, like, 
like four hours to get it down. So, uh, yeah, there's the comment. <laughs> That's there, the best one. That's there the best I am, one. right there. There I am. I'm in that picture. That's the best one yet. Um, I like this one too. Ray Ray, the baseball whiz kid. Um, is that going to be like my new nickname now? The what? The whiz kid. Is that going to be my new nickname? I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like Ray Ray, the 10 year old baseball genius. Now that I can remember your 10 year old and quick on you nine, because I promoted the show as a nine year old baseball genius for about a month. So, Ray Ray, I'm going to ask you, we kind of finished our subject. I, I want to ask you some other stuff. And this this is just me and you talking. And, um, you know, we, we're, we're pretty good friends now. Do you think kids still like baseball? Mm, not. While I've been in Georgia, I really haven't seen anybody playing baseball. I've seen all I've seen is football. That's all I've seen. So in in northern Georgia, it's kind of dying. Football. But in this house, it's not. In that house, no, it's not. Do you think sometimes it's where do you live? Because I know Gordon Lee has got one of the most popular high school teams. That's just over the road from you. Do you think sometimes it's 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 where the kid grows up, whether he likes football or baseball or for you, was it just your granddad? Just, I mean, you're, he, he's a huge baseball fan too. What first got you to like baseball? Well, it was my papa actually. And, um, the first time I like got introduced, well, not first time ever, but like whenever I started liking baseball, I was at my cousin's birthday. He got like a wiffle ball bat. And then I started playing with it in his backyard. So that's whenever I got started with baseball. And that was in East Tennessee. Yep. Well, uh, you told me, um, and you you kind of met me when I was doing a remote with another show. So you know I always did this. But you kind of campaigned baseball right off the start. Do you like to tell people about baseball and try to make other people into baseball fans? Yeah, I, I definitely try to do that. I'm trying I'm just trying to make baseball a more popular sport. I mean I mean baseball is getting a lot popular like past couple months because you got all these players. Mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to make the game better. Do you ever watch, because I'm a big fan of college baseball, uh, and I watch a lot of college baseball. I really like it. Um, you know, I've watched Vanderbilt play. I've watched Tennessee play. I've watched LSU play. Is it something that you've ever seen on TV with college baseball? Um, Maybe even Missouri. Yeah, I got I got something back here about it, but um Okay, he just commented Ray. Yeah, Brand Brandon Nicholson said A right. Yeah, but on the screen it just says Ray. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you uh so does your your mom says you don't watch college baseball. No, I don't. Do you, I don't. Have you ever watched the Chattanooga Lookouts play, or would you like to watch the Lookouts play? Um, I mean, I I kind of watch the Lookouts. Like sometimes I watch them, but like not that often. Right. But you prefer the Major League Baseball over everything. I I think. All right. I don't know yet. All right, Ray. We all, we only had forty five minutes tonight, but we went through it fast. But I want to give you a minute to just say whatever you want to say. What would you like to tell everybody out there in baseball or in, in baseball land? Everybody out there in River City Media Land. Well, we've got the Ray Ray's legend. We'll come back to him at the end of the game. At the end. 
Okay. We're still gonna get. We're still gonna get goose. Okay. Go ahead. Don't give it away. <laughs> what 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 do you want to tell them about baseball? What they should um, watch for it to be fun. Um, one to make baseball more fun. Uh-huh. Okay. Swing on three zero counts because you remember Sadie's got in trouble for swinging three zero. Right. Um. Don't listen to the unwritten rules. Just don't. And find a team that you love and root for them, maybe? Yeah. All right. I would recommend rooting for that team. I'm not going to root for that team. Is that okay? Yes. I recommend, right. I recommend it. My favorite part of this whole show, the part that I – your mom said, get outside and play ball with your kiddos. Mom, you are 100% right. My oh. favorite part of this whole show is every week I ask you to pick a legend or whatever day we uh, do this, I ask you, and Brandon Nicholson said, coach it. I ask you to pick a Ray Ray's legend of the game. And you picked one of my favorite players this time. Tell me about the goose. The Rich goose. Rich Goshage. Yeah. Okay. I got some of his stats right here to tell you why he's such a good pitcher. Okay. And then we're going to talk about what Randall thinks is special about him. All right. Okay. So he had a 3.01 ERA. 310 saves in his career, 1,502 strikeouts, 1.232 whip, that's walks and hits, innings pitched, 126 ERA, which averages 100, and a 41.2 war, which that means wins above replacement. He's a nine-time All-Star. He made the Hall of Fame in 2008. And he won a World Series in 1978. Yeah, and who was that World Series with? Do you remember? Yankees. That was his first year being there. Yeah. So, let me tell you what I – now we have all these guys throwing 100 miles an hour, and Orlando's Chapman throws 103, and Joe Zamata threw 104. When I was your age – Goose Gotchets through 95 miles an hour. And we thought it was impossible to hit. He was so dominating. And he was, you know, and also, Ray, I want to get your real quick opinion of this. To get a save back in those days, Goose Gossage a lot of times would pitch two or three innings. How, how many innings do pitchers normally pitch to get a save? Now. Um. Usually, it's just like one inning. Yeah. So, Goose uh, Gossage threw a lot of innings to get those saves. Uh, and the other thing I liked about him a whole lot is he was a tough guy. I really liked – I really liked – like, he would scare people. He'd come in, he'd stare them down and throw hard. So, um, he was one of my favorite growing up, and I'm glad you picked him. I was excited when you picked him. What do you like about Goose Gossage? Well, he, he's definitely different from other pitchers in his time because he threw, he threw hard, harder at least. Yep. And, um, yeah, he's, he was just unique for his time. And right. they also called him the Goose. I mean, no one else is getting called the Goose. <laughs> No one in baseball history has ever been called the goose, but the goose. So, well, Ray Ray, um, I sure have had fun, buddy. Uh, I hope you've had enjoyed it. I have. My nose is itchy now. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't end it then. So, can I plug this for everybody? Because Ray Ray will be coming back. Uh, folks, if you could do 
me and Ray are both a favorite. And yeah. follow follow River City Media on Facebook and YouTube, and on Twitter at River City Media Three. We are a startup company that's producing uh, new programming. We have regular weekly shows. This happens to be where you see Ray Ray is off the record with Randall, and we try to do something different. Uh, Ray Ray, one of the best compliments I've gotten was when I was talking about you coming on the show, someone called you a baseball man. That That's a great compliment, isn't it? To be a baseball yeah. man. So uh, Ray will be here throughout baseball season. And I thank you for watching tonight and I appreciate you. And I'm gonna let my favorite guest on the River City Media Network, Ray Ray, what's your final words for tonight? Go follow River City Media, and everybody watching gets a shout-out, whoever you are watching. All right. You're a great kid, Ray. I love having you on the show. Everybody, thank you for joining us. We have another show at 9 o'clock, 3R Sports. Uh, We're not going to talk baseball because we can't equal what you've already done. Ray, Ray. And tentatively, let's plan on you being back after your All-Star Tournament. And if we'll have another Ray Ray's legend of the game. Anybody you want to give us a hint to who you might want to do for mm. Ray, uh, Ray Ray's legend of the game? Um, I really haven't thought about it. I've really been working hard on Goose. Okay. Well, that's fair. That was a, there's a last <laughs> second throw out on you. But we'll have a Ray Ray's legend of the game. Also, we'll get the all-star update from Ray. And, uh, Anything else that happens, and we'll check back in on those MVP races. So, for me, good night. Ray, your final words? Good night, everybody, and make sure to follow River City Media. I'm telling you again because it's that important. Thank you, Ray, Ray. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you soon.